he has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Hello, Hello, love Hi there Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love Hello, love Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long Come in, love Come on, love. Come in, love. I must say I was sure surprised. You're the last thing I expected by hello, love. 8.10 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hello, Come on love. in and join us. We are here until 9 o'clock this morning. The legislative watchdogs are uh, coming in at 9, as they always do, on a Wednesday morning. And then uh, this is the um, midday merry-go-round of hosts, I guess, today, Bob. We've got... Um, uh, the mayor comes in at, uh, and I guess Dean Connors is kind of co-hosting these days since Chad Thalman now he's running for office, can't be a radio host. So uh, the mayor's coming in at noon today, and then uh, the ladies uh, are in at noon with Winging It, and uh, Butch should be in at uh, 2 o'clock today with a complete waste of time. And again, kudos to uh, Mayor Elliott, uh, teammate here on the Watchdog Network. Uh, you know, he cleared up those rumors yesterday, and I thought he was really sincere uh, about getting together with uh, uh, Bob Heron and other folks and, and just see what we can do for the business, what they can do for the business owners in downtown Wheeling who's been suffering uh, trying to get through this. Last night, Wheeling Council's Development Committee took up that issue of uh, what to do to help the business owners. And the, the, there was a lot of discussion, apparently. I did not attend the development meeting, but I, I read several reports of it and talked to some people who were there. Uh, no decisions were made. Uh, again, the mayor kind of decided this needs to be done over the weekend. Um, sent me a text about it, put a piece on Facebook about it. Uh, somehow a business incentive for the folks who are impacted, whether it's tax breaks, whether it's some sort of a, of a fund that they could tap into. Um, and, and the mayor had said, well, you know, I've asked the city manager to figure this out. That's what Bob Heron does. Bob Heron's a guy who says, okay, we got to come up with an idea. i got to figure out how to fund it. I will do that. But he really didn't. As of last night's development meeting, there were no firm plans other than every member of council said, we intend to do something. We intend to find some way to provide financial incentives to the businesses that are impacted. Yeah, to set you up for the next part of the story, uh, because I, I think there's folks out there that a lot like me think if you can scrape $100,000 up for the homeless, then you could scrape up some money for these folks that's been here for a long time trying to make a living. You know, it's interesting. I didn't hear that comparison made, but it is a good comparison. Um, several folks, I want to get to the homeless thing in a, in a few minutes. Uh, several of the folks who talked about the funding for the homeless, $100,000, which was approved last night uh, for the Life Hub, several people said, I would rather, in terms of the homeless, I, said, I would rather give it to a managed camp as opposed to this Life Hub. If we're going to give it to the homeless, give it to that camp. But that's a good point you make. If you can, if you can find $100,000, now, I can tell you right this minute what the mayor is thinking if he's listening. 
Howard, Howard, that's not general fund. That's ARPA money. The money that goes to the Life Hub is that federal ARPA money, and it's very specifically designated. You and can I, call it I, a tomato. I, I, I can call it a potato, but I, I don't, don't care where the money comes from. I, I, I mean, I, they can't use one for the other, but if you can find money for the Life Hub, I would think certainly you could find ways to help out. I'm just looking over the notes here. I don't think any – nobody's saying I'm particularly exciting. Everybody said last night at the development committee meeting that we need to do the best we can do. Uh, we Can you talk about, uh, you know, coming up with the incentives, tax breaks, um, what have you. Um, so there, the, the details haven't been worked out, but I, I think at least the business folks heard from the council last night, we're, we're, we intend to do the best that we can to help you. Um, and Chad and several others said, Chad Thalman, the vice mayor, uh, and several others said what uh, Matt Welsh, the vagabond chef, said yesterday. Best thing everybody can do is, if you possibly can, just support the businesses that you're in, in support of. Hoppy Kerchival has stolen again from me. Stolen again from me, Bob. Coming up today on Statewide Talk Line, you know who's going to be on today? Matt Welsh. Ah, <laughs> Who was on top of the show yesterday? Yeah, here? he was here. Yeah, Matt Welsh will be on uh, uh, with uh, Hoppy uh, coming up today on Statewide Talk Line to talk about how businesses have been upended by all the construction here in the Upper Ohio Valley. Just part of what's coming up on Statewide Talk Line. Uh, let's see, 33 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 32 at the Highlands, 33 in Elm Grove, and 34 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It is possible you see a flake or a flurry throughout the day today. Isolated snow showers is the way the forecast calls for, but honestly, we're not going to see much, if any. Um, the snow from last night that we had is pretty much gone, but you might see some floating around, so if you do, don't be surprised. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, high today around 38, uh, down to around 30 tonight, warming up tomorrow to 45 and into the 50s come Friday, close to 60 come Saturday, so it's going to be nice and uh, and warm, although the weekend is going to bring some rain, especially on Sunday. That's what you have to look forward to uh, uh, weather-wise. Uh, 8.15 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Today is uh, Wednesday. It is. The uh, countdown is underway to the big auction that's coming up. Uh, Frio and Stack have their big auction. Uh, it's underway right now. I, we always say countdown is underway, but actually the auction is underway right now. It's an online auction only, um, and they will wrap the online auction up Monday, this coming Monday, and begin over the course of the day Monday to close out the individual lots. This is an auction of items uh, owned by the former sheriff and former FBI guy and absolutely great guy, uh, Sheriff Tom Burgoyne, and also by former John Marshall High School teacher um, and it's the really fun and unusual man, uh, Harold Vitale. The two of them, estate, their states are separate, but they'll be uh, auctioned off as part of this single auction. Uh, all kinds of things are going to be available Bob has talked several times about uh, Harold Vitale was uh, he collected typewriters uh, of all things. He not, was, not just a couple typewriters. Uh, he, uh, he was uh, lots of them. He was just a very eclectic guy. I knew him very well. And he was a very eclectic guy. I said he, he was an umbrella guy, collected umbrellas. Um, he would teach his students about umbrella. Some of the students would go, oh, my God. Others kind of really got into it, you know. Uh, but uh, so that's some of what we have on that auction uh, at FrioAndStack.com. And it's uh, plenty of time. This is an online auction only, and it'll continue till next Monday, December 11th. And it starts at 10 o'clock. The bidding closes. It starts with the first lot number and goes. It's a, it's a long process throughout the day. So you have plenty of time. 
And what Howard and I have been saying, you know, for this past two weeks, this is a great opportunity to find that Christmas present that whoever that person is is going to say, where did you find that? There's everything from coins. I wish I had thought Where of that. did you? Yes. Sports memorabilia, collectibles. Just This is a, 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 an auction that is really perfect for that. And again, if you know anybody that uh, has a, uh, a liking of typewriters, man, this is the spot for you. And it's very, very simple. Just go to frioandstack.com. Check it out. Click on bid, and that'll open it up for you, and you can scroll down and check out all the items. But again, you got plenty of time. It doesn't start winding down till next Monday, so plenty of time. But you can go online now, freeoandstack.com. You can look and you can bid as of now. Yes, and and if your bid is successful, again, no problem at all because uh, the pickup will be on Thursday, December 14th. So you'll have this item a week uh Way before a week before Christmas is here, you'll have that in your hands, and that person is just going to say, "Man, that's awesome." Maybe I should, uh, maybe I should start a typewriter collection. Well, I know how you can do it. <laughs> just, just an idea. Uh, anyways, uh, check it out. Frioandstack.com is the website to go to. The auction is underway right now. They will wind it down beginning next Monday, so you have plenty of time. On the other hand, you don't have time. I mean, if you're interested, you want to get in there, look it up, think about what you want to bid and place your bid. When I was a boy or even a young man, if I had got into my stocking and there would have been an autographed baseball, Phil Necro or Bill Mazeroski, and and it's there. You can have this. And uh, so go check it out. I mean, how cool would that be, Howard? If you're a baseball guy and you go in your stocking and and one of those balls are in there. I'm not a baseball guy. You'd like to have one of those. I would like to have one of those. I mean, I'm saying that, you know, an autographed ball, Mazeroski, that would be tremendous. Uh, yeah, if you're a baseball fan, you know, in general, let's we'll have to move on here, but in general, people should think about auctions as a place to look for really neat and different kind of gifts, you know? You hit it right on the head, Howard. It's unique, and that person thought so much of that to hold on for, to it their whole life because it's really, really cool, and now you have the opportunity to own it. We'll talk about uh, Wheeling's Life Hub. The funding was approved last night, uh, but not without a lot of discussion. Uh, only one vote no, but some of the votes yes were like, eh, yeah, okay. I will share with you a bit of what was said. That's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 820. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. 
When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Promanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Menards has everything you need to power through the cold. Check out our great selection of Masterforce outdoor power equipment. The Masterforce 20-volt cordless snow shovel is powerful, efficient, and easy to use. Get yours now for $179.99. Clearing up snow has never been easier with a Masterforce 80-volt cordless snowblower. Its brushless motor is perfect for tackling the toughest winter conditions. An 80-volt cordless snowblower is available for $589.99. Good through December 11th. Plus, a Menards gift card is always a great gift idea. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, yes. Everywhere you go. Take a look in the five and ten. Listening once again. With candy canes What's and the five and ten glow. <laughs> it's beginning to We now call them dollar stores. Right. Yeah. And the dollar store is not a dollar store anymore. When do you think they're going to switch to five dollar store? Well, isn't there one out in the mall called Five Below? Is there really? Five and Below. So that their their line is five dollars. And the dollar stores um, generally are... are um, you know, they're not a dollar anymore. It's a dollar fifty or something like that. I mean, the old dollar stores used to be at least they were a dollar, right? You you knew you could go in and get something for a dollar. And I used to do that a lot. I would go in there and buy a bunch of little tidbits. Sometimes I'd be when the kids were when my kids were young, we would go and just buy like twenty dollars worth of dollar stuff, and it was just little things we could wrap and stick in the stockings. It wasn't like a big gift, but it was something. But no longer, no longer. But do you know? West Virginia is, I think, second, uh, the, the number two rated state for dollar stores. We have dollar stores across the state more than anybody else. And, you know, what's that say? I mean, that's not a real shining endorsement. No, is. no. except, uh, no, it is not. It, I mean, clearly what it says is that we have a lot of very low-income people. and that Who's looking to save a couple bucks. We shop at dollar stores. On the other hand, the trend of the dollar stores, you know, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, Dollar Store, I'm trying to think what some of the other names are. These are among the fastest growing businesses in the country. And I guess everybody is looking for that, you know, that deal. I don't know if deal is the right word, but looking for that really inexpensive uh, item. I know one thing I used to buy all the time at the dollar store, for example, was my yearly calendars. I'd carry a calendar notebook or a calendar for my desk. Um, and I could go in and get, uh, you know, get get them for a buck in there, or I could go to the office supply store and get them for seventeen bucks. You know, back when I was drinking Pepsi, uh, I went out of my way. Normally, I wouldn't go to the dollar store. I I know that sounds like a snob, but I just I just wouldn't do it. But they were selling Pepsi when I was back drinking Pepsi for like a dollar eighty nine. Anywhere else, it was closer to five dollars. Yeah. So or. It was West, a hell of a deal. West Virginia ranked as the second state with the most dollar stores. Again, this is all of the different kind of dollar stores, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, et cetera. Across the Great Mountain State, 452 different individual dollar stores up and down the, the state. Um, 
Each store serves about 4,000 people, which is that's part of the other nature of the dollar stores is, you know, they serve a, just a small community. We have two dollar stores out in Elm Terrace. And help me with this, Howard, because didn't they have a scandal? It wasn't that long ago where they were they were uh, the, the, the price that, that they on the shelf. And then when you were ringing it up, isn't that how it went? I don't remember that, but that could it be. was pretty, pretty substantial. Yeah, they had to pay some uh some pretty good fines, but uh, hopefully they have that. Because uh, I don't pay attention. Do you, I mean, I know most people do, and you should, but I don't. I don't. I, no, I don't. Listen, and this is this is an absolute indictment of myself. I don't look at. I don't compare price. Now, my wife takes the receipt from everything that we get, and goes home, compares the receipt it out. Yep. to what's in the bag. And she holds that receipt until it crosses our credit card or whatever, too. She, you know, See, that's I, smart. She's right. I'm wrong. I always, you know, when I go to a restaurant, give them my credit card. They give me a receipt. I literally crumple it up and throw it down. I tell them I don't even want a receipt. Well, How dumb I, am it, I? It, you know, you have choices now sometimes on these credit card machines. You know, do you, do you want your receipt sent to you via email or no receipt? No receipt. I don't. But my wife. And she's she's right. I'm wrong. I got to be honest with you. She pays close attention to everything, and every once in a while, she'll find a mistake. And my argument is, was it worth your time and effort to save that extra buck? You know, I I don't know. That's just that's just me. Anyways, I'm looking for what is the number one. Uh, West Virginia is number two for the most dollar stores. Alabama is number three. Um. Arkansas, number four, Louisiana, number five, uh, but I don't know, I, I can't find where it says what the number one dollar store is, except West Virginia is number two, um, but it doesn't surprise me. If I, if you had asked me where would West Virginia rank in terms of dollar stores, I would have said somewhere up in that ranking. And when you really look at it close, Howard, and I don't want to pick on Kroger or Reese Beck or anybody like that. But if I can go into the dollar store and I can buy a can of, I don't know, Campbell's soup mm -hmm. for a quarter, and it costs me a dollar and a quarter at Kroger's or Racebacks, I mean, that's just silly not to go to dollar store and fill up your buggy. Yeah, I know. And, and again, my mind says, I'm an elitist, okay? You're a snob, Howard. There, there's, uh, snob, uh, elitist, snob, absolutely. I'm a snob. And I'm thinking, I don't want to, I don't want the 25 cent can of Campbell's, right? I right, mean, not as good. Seriously, I don't want the 25. It's it's a can of Campbell's soup, right? But I don't want the 25 cent can. I'd better go to Kroger and get the two and a quarter can, right? Now I've got the good can. I know, again, intellectually, I am without any question. I absolutely, thoroughly, completely know I am wrong. But that's the way my mind works, um, you know. And I and I go, oh, I don't know. And then I say to myself, you know, like, and Nancy goes, we do a lot of of um, the small grocery shopping, like, soup, maybe a loaf of bread, gallon of milk or something, at Dollar General, for example, because it's literally right right down the street from us. And uh, and I'm thinking, I don't know, is that, is that stuff any good? Anybody see me come in here? <laughs> is that, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, it, and that and that is absolutely pathetic that my mind works that way. By the way, what state has the least dollar stores? Washington State. I was going to say California. A lot of snobs out there in California. Second to the bottom was California. Second to the bottom was California. Um, and you think there's one in Beverly Hills, Howard? <laughs> 
the Beverly Hill. But you know what? There's, there's that has that's cachet. a twenty dollars. That has cachet to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I buy mine. The, oh, I see. You've been to the dollar store. Well, I go to the Beverly. I get to the Rodeo Drive uh, dollar store. You see. Um, Second from the bottom, California. You hit the nail on the head. Interesting, interesting to me. There are no Dollar Tree or Dollar General stores in Alaska or Hawaii. They don't have any. I'm trying to think what what the reason for that would be. <clears throat> Boy, I don't know. Is, is it do they buy their groceries? You know, get a deal. To, you know, not like we would push a, a cart and go to respace. They uh, yeah, they, they have an airplane drop their groceries off, Howard. When I was in Alaska a few years ago, um, and I'm sure they have WalMarts. Okay, but. Uh, like in one town we were in, the big thing was Wall. Oh, this isn't right. But like Wall Wallies, it was just it was like a, a made up Walmart type store. So I don't know. Maybe Alaska doesn't. I, I don't know. Anyways, there are no Dollar Tree stores or Dollar General stores in Alaska or Hawaii. So there you go. I don't know how we got into that. Somehow we we got into that, which now has used up my time to talk about the homeless. So we'll do that either later or maybe tomorrow. Coming up in the next segment. Next half hour or so, we'll talk to Mac Warner. He is, um, of course, the Secretary of State. He is running for governor, and uh, there's a big governor's debate tomorrow night. Uh, Metro News is putting it on. Uh, we'll talk about that with Mac uh, coming up in a bit here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 8.30, and uh, who, Tony is here, or what are we doing here? Uh, we'll have Mountaineer Report coming up. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. It's time... For the brawl, West Virginia and Pitt comes your way tonight. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's time for the Basketball Backyard Brawl. Tonight inside the WVU Coliseum, the West Virginia Mountaineers and the Pitt Panthers renew the oldest rivalry between these two schools. This is the 190th meeting a series that began back in 1906. West Virginia has had its way of late. They have won six in a row. However, Pitt 
had a breakout season last year under its head coach, Jeff Capel, who's now in his sixth season. Despite the fact that West Virginia blew them out in Pittsburgh, they finished the year at 24-12, third place in the ACC, and the first winning season for Capel and for any coach at Pitt since Jamie Dixon's last season, which was back in 2016. As for tonight's matchup, it's a Pitt team that's averaging 83 points per game. They're allowing just 66. Three main scores on this Pitt team. A very talented six foot five inch freshman by the name of Carlton Carrington, who is averaging 15 points, five rebounds, and six assists per game. He's already been named the ACC Rookie of the Week twice. Another big time score, Ishmael Leggett, who's coming in at 15 points and seven rebounds per game. And the big guy, Blake Hinson. 6'8", 230-pounder, who is averaging 21 points and 5 rebounds per game. Same story for West Virginia. Can they use a very shortened bench to shorten the game and knock off the arch-rival Panthers? We'll find out tonight. Pre-game here at 8, tip at 9. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. <laughs> Santa Duck is in town at your nearest Lucky Duck discounters. Smart Christmas shoppers start early at Lucky Duck, where the price goes down as the week rolls on with thousands of bin items. Plus shelf items like refrigerators, patio furniture, baby supplies, and more priced at 40% below retail. No other bin store in our area offers these great buys. Start your Christmas shopping now because it's all first come, first served, and items on the shelf change every week. Visit Lucky Duck discounters, Wheeling, Glendale, New Martinsville, Steubenville, and Morgantown. Lucky Duck, more than just a bin store, it's your Christmas shopping headquarters. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. stars are brightly shining it is the night of the dear Savior's birth long lay the world in sin and error pining till he Five twenty-five till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We're roaming right around freezing. Thirty-three at the airport. Thirty-two at the Highlands. Thirty-three in Elm Grove, and thirty-four here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We will probably not see any snow, but if you do, you might see a flake or a flurry floating around. Just a little lingering from yesterday. No big deal at all. Uh, should be, if at all, it's going to be in the morning and be done by one o'clock. Otherwise, cloudy high around thirty-eight today, down to thirty tonight. Forty-five tomorrow. Uh, and um, then a warm-up into the 50s over the weekend, close to 60 on Saturday, and we'll have uh, rain on Sunday. That's a quick look down the head uh, for your morning forecast here. Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. A uh, couple of things coming in here. 
Who needs a dollar store when you've got Aldi's? I like Aldi's. Okay. I don't go to Aldi's. I, I, haven't they upgraded themselves a bit? They used to be almost kind of like a dollar store, but I, I, aren't they a little more you know what? I don't, scale now? I don't think it's Aldi's that I'm thinking about. The, the one I'm thinking about has a logo of a guy. They have books. It's kind of like Menards, but uh, half price. Okay. It's over in St. Clair's own. Forgive me, Howard. It's okay. it's right. a name. I don't There's think it's Aldi's. Aldi's over there. I think Aldi's is more of a grocery store. Yeah, isn't Aldi's it? is a grocery store. And it, it's a box store. You like you bring your own box. But but I, I was under the impression it's upgraded its its approach in recent years. I, I could be wrong. Uh, let's see. Frio Stack auction service text line. Um since the state caused the problem for the businesses, why does a city pay? Will the state reimburse the city? I'm going to guess the short answer to that is no. Um, and the city is, is going to pay because the city feels they need to help the businesses because they are city um, businesses. I need to sort of correct something I said earlier. I, I, I told you I did not attend last night's development committee meeting at Wheeling City Council. I had read a couple of pieces about it. And I had talked to a couple of people that had told me what happened. And I thought that I did not realize they actually have a plan in place. I said only 15 minutes ago that I think council talked about a lot of ideas and they're going to have to work more of them out later. Um, but according to the morning intel today, which I finally got around to reading, and I apologize, McCabe, I was worried more about the weather, you understand, sir. Um, the, this is from the Intel. The proposed relief package for businesses in downtown would provide for parking validation, additional B&O tax relief for impacted eligible businesses, and would set up a fund that would offer lost revenue recovery for those businesses that are negatively impacted. Uh, Bob Heron said it would be applicable to small retail businesses with under a million dollars in uh, annual sales. In other words, I don't think any big businesses are in that area, but it's only for the local small businesses. Um, Bob Heron said there are 21 existing businesses that would qualify for this program. So uh, they would get B&O tax relief, and they would have this incentive program that would compare how much money they've lost this year compared to last year. The city has set aside, according to Bob Heron from the Morning Intel today, the city has set aside a total of $300,000 to use for this program. Where is it coming from? At this moment, uh, Bob Heron says, yeah, no, but uh, they'll they'll find a way. Yeah, we shouldn't even have doubted for uh, one second that uh, Mr. Heron would yeah, come Bob up with will, the money Bob and do will, the right thing. Bob will absolutely figure it out. Um, I, I, this is a good idea. I think it's sort of a, eh, you know. Uh, they're going to start offering two hours of free validated parking at the parking garages. Um, which is fine, as well as two hours of free on-street parking. Except, tell me this, in the streetscape area, where is there on-street parking? There's no parking meters. There's no on-street parking, right? I mean, there's just giant holes in the ground. And thankfully, you and I don't have to deal with it. You know, we still have a parking spot uh, in our lot. Uh, well, we did when we came in. But <laughs> we did, yeah. <laughs> we were never sure. Um, for B&O tax relief, the proposal calls for 100% tax relief for B&O in the quarter for every quarter in which the street is closed in front of their restaurant. So if it's closed for a year, four quarters, they would get 100% each of those quarters wouldn't pay B&O tax. Now, one of the businesses, um, the lady from the uh, Belgian waffle shop, says, well, that tax breaks are fine, but how do we survive now? And she's right. You know, tax breaks come at the other end. 
So how do we, okay, that's great, we don't have to pay the tax, but how, how are we going to survive this? And she points out that since she's brand new, there is no comparison. She can't show lost revenue because she didn't have revenue last year to begin with. And that's what Matt said. If you're going to compare, look, December wasn't great for me either. I'm still coming back from COVID. And the one thing that, that jumps out at me, Howard, we have, we have problems here in Wheeling, but we are a compassionate folk. Uh, we try to do the right thing, and uh, I think this is an example that we do the right thing. And this surprises me because, again, just earlier this morning I said that I didn't think it was going to happen. Bob Heron, again, quoting the intel tonight, and I wish I had gone to development. I, I, I watched the council meeting, but I did not see this meeting last night. Uh, Bob Heron says the city is working on signage to show where sidewalks are open and they're working with Lamar Advertising. I guess they won't put signs on the street. They just put, like, billboards up that are... There you go. ...kind of get around this idea that the construction folks don't want uh, signage in their area. So um, they're, they are working on, on better signage. And finally, and we'll talk more about this maybe the next day or two, uh, they're also working on ways, and I think... Um, I, I think the city... Or, uh, uh, the mayor talked about this earlier this week. They're looking at ways to maybe open parts of these streets or make Market Street two-way, the part that is open. Try to make it easier. What is open, try to make it easier for people to get around. So i got to give them credit. They work, they've got a, a, a plan in place. The city is working at it. and uh, it, it was not – well, the development committee said yes to this. It has to go to council at their next meeting, but at least they are concerned about it. Uh, coming up next, it is uh, West Virginia Secretary of State and gubernatorial candidate Mac Warner. Hi, Toppy Kirchival Talk Line on Metro News. It's been one year since Gretchen Fleming of Vienna, West Virginia disappeared. On the last show, I talked with Louise Fleming, her grandmother. It's not a dead end. We're 99% sure we know who did something to her. I know they're close. They're getting closer every day. I have confidence that it won't be that much longer until we'll have some answers. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia. Talk Line, weekdays at 10.06, right here on this Metro News radio station. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The courtroom, with a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation, 304-232-5300. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. 
Music all holiday season long here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 844-16 till the hour. Uh, let me welcome to the program the Secretary of State in West Virginia and gubernatorial candidate, uh, uh, Mac Warner. Good morning, Mac. Welcome to the show. Hey. Uh, good morning, Howard. Always good to be with you. Have you, uh, you. Have you been up here lately? Have you driven around these miserable streets that we've got up here for a while? Well, I have, and I caught just the tail end of your uh, conversation there. Uh, and that's what I appreciate about you, Howard, is you do point out some issues, but you also give credit where it's due, and you acknowledge that the officials are doing uh, all that they can. Uh, what I would like to do is just kind of bring a statewide perspective to it, because I have traveled quite a bit throughout the state, and there are cities that would love to have the problem you have right now, and that is people working to upgrade, improve the city, repave streets. So uh, we do have to keep – I would just ask everybody listening to, to keep that in perspective. I know it's frustrating. There are a lot of uh, – torn up streets there in Wheeling, but it's all for the good. Uh, you've got a, a good bit of the construction done around the city with the interstates and so on. So there, there is a brighter day ahead. And, and it, I, it, it's a good point. I have been kvetching a lot about this over the last week or so, particularly after they closed part of Market Street, uh, which really shut down, basically shut down business for some people because their entire businesses, there's no way to get to them. Um, having said that, I have kind of backtracked, Mac, because I've been paying more attention. You know, there's a lot happening in Wheeling. I mean, there's a lot going on downtown. There are people out and about. There are shows at the Capitol, and West Bank Arena has concerts, and there are several new businesses that are open. Some are struggling, yes. Um, but, you know, there is – it's easy to fall into the, into, the, into the complaining trap, and I do it as much as anybody, and I have been complaining a lot about these roads. But when I stop and think about it, there is there's a lot very positive happening here and uh, the only thing i might say if you happen to get to be governor is uh, is to uh, the department of highways needs to be a little more accommodating to the residents and the businesses in the areas they're working at we get i get the impression the department of highways has decided that they're going to do what they're going to do come hell or high water and i get it um, but they're not being very responsive to the businesses. So if you have to be governor, you know, just keep keep that in mind. Remember I told you that someday, and you can, you can I, work on that. I will, Howard, and I, I've heard that from several uh, officials around the state. Uh, one out in eastern Panhandle said that the day they found out that the streets were going to be repaved was the day the state showed up and was looking for a staging area for their equipment. And that's when the city officials found out. And that's just poor coordination. And so under my administration, my whole background is with the military, and it's always coordination. You've got to work from the uh, individual soldier up through platoon, company, battalion. You've got to keep everybody informed up and down the line. And so that's just second nature to me. And so I would hope that we would do a much better job of coordinating issues like that. I'm not ex-military, and so I don't want to pretend that I am, but I would, I would say coordination and communication are two things. One of the problems that we've had up here, and it is to the point you just made, uh, Mac, um, Market Street was closed. It was just one day they said the street is closed from now. Well, wait a minute. Nobody told these businesses ahead of time that we're, we're shutting your street down. Um, why couldn't there be a little more advanced notice? And why can't there be better communication in terms of if this is shut down, what do you do now? I, this is not what I really brought you on to talk about, but I, I do think it is an issue. And, and it seems to be it seems to be the city is trying their best to help the businesses 
and the the State Department of Highways is, and and I get it. I mean, I'm not, but they're just they're going about their business. You know, we're building roads, and this is what we're going to do. And and sorry, it's impacting people. So uh, better coordination and communication seems to me uh, to be something that uh, that needs needs to be looked at. Uh, sure. Mac, before I get to the debates, um, did I see you're going to be speaking at a Pearl Harbor event this week at WVU? I am tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll be there at the mast, and uh, it's kind of interesting. We have the mast from the USS West Virginia. Uh, we have the bell, and then uh, Ken Kentrick recently gave a life preserver that has the USS West Virginia uh, embroidered or whatever on it. Uh, the three artifacts from the ship that was sunk 82 years ago today, and uh, so I'll be speaking and talking about uh, the, the thrust of my comments is going to be about vigilance and you know if you want to if you want peace you have to prepare for war and when we forget that then we pay the price and it's usually in uh human blood so that'll be the message and uh yeah i was appreciate i appreciate being asked to to make those comments the um gubernatorial debate uh, sponsored by metro news is uh, i think it's tomorrow night um Seven o'clock. I should know. I'm 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 part of the debate analysis team afterwards, so I'll be offering <laughs> commentary uh, after the fact. Um, I talked to you about debates the last time you were on with us, Mac. But do, do debates like this really make any difference? Do you think they sure do? And I think this one in particular, where you've got a variety of candidates, you do not have the incumbent uh, governor justice is term limited out. So uh, the three of us uh, are going to be discussing. Uh, what our vision is for the state, and it gives a chance for people to compare and contrast us, listen to us um, in our own uh, voice, our own terms, uh, to unscripted questions. I don't know what questions are going to be asked tomorrow night. And so it puts you on the spot, and uh, it allows people to uh, size us up, basically. And the three of us are all from West Virginia. Uh, They're going to be debating, and so I think we've got uh, some uh, contrasting Elements. I, I bring a completely different set of experiences than uh, the other two. I've got this worldwide experience. I've traveled overseas, been assigned and deployed overseas to basically broken countries as well as thriving countries. So I've seen what works and what doesn't work, and I want to bring those experiences to West Virginia. So that's what I want to get across to uh, the listeners tomorrow night and uh, let them size that up against the other candidates. You say three, but, of course, there is one that's going to be missing. Patrick Morrissey has chosen not to take part in these debates, which I find unusual, uh, at least. Um, But uh, so there will be one of the candidates uh, missing, so we won't be able to contrast him with anything. Well, and and you have to ask yourself why he's not going. And uh, he's not from West Virginia. He comes from born in New York and uh, been raised and went to school in New Jersey. And I think it's just presumptuous. I wouldn't want to try to go and become the governor of New Jersey. And I think that we just have to ask ourselves, is this what we want for the future of our state? Um, Rather than somebody that was born and raised here, understands the culture, understands the people, knows the state parks, knows the back roads and so on. So uh, that's what a debate like tomorrow night gives us the opportunity to do is share that with uh, the voters. And uh, I, I do find it strange as well, but you know, he thinks that he's so far in the front that he doesn't have to. He's trying to act like Donald Trump or something. But there's deception in all of that. And uh, hopefully we can bring some of it out tomorrow night. Mac, what do you hope gets brought out tomorrow night? Because I will tell you what I worry a lot about. I think that this campaign, to some extent, already has been 
what I'm going to say. Uh, I think the U.S. Senate race has been this way as well. Uh, I, we have an awful lot of arguing about personalities. It's a Republican primary, so there's been an awful lot of arguing about who is the more conservative, who is the more Trumpian, who is the farthest to the right. Uh, there's been a lot of finger pointing about that kind of stuff. I would sure hope, and I'm sure that Hoppy, as the moderator, will try to focus some of the questions. I would sincerely hope that we hear policy issues talked about and not just personalities and not just political philosophies. Now, you may think that's important, and you can tell me that you think those philosophies are important, but I would like to know from a policy point of view, you could be the chief executive of the state if you win, what do, what, what do you want to do? What changes would you like to make? What policies do you think are, are needed? So I would hope that that might be where some of the emphasis would be. Um, and what would some of the policy issues you would like to discuss be? Sure. And I'll start with education. Education is going to be the foundation of my, uh, not just candidacy, but uh, my administration. Because when you fix education, then you fix a lot of the uh, the problems that flow out of that. If you don't have an educated uh, workforce, then you don't have a people ready to go into the jobs that are open. And right now we have open jobs around the state. You, you get increased problems with the opioid crisis, people turning to drugs when they don't see hope and they don't have hope because they can't read or because they can't do basic uh, math skills and that sort of thing. Um, when you fix education, um, it, it used to be uh, people said, hey, a job fixes a lot of, pro- a lot of problems. It does so solve a lot of the social ills, but you need that education first before you get those jobs. So that's where I'm going to start and talk with uh, about policy. Um, the, the three candidates that are going to be there tomorrow night, we really haven't done that much finger-pointing or arguing. Uh, you know, that's where I mentioned the deception before, as Patrick Morrissey has said he's the conservative whatever. No, I think all four of us that are, you know, at the top of the, uh, you know, uh, ballot are, are conservative. It, it's a matter of what are we going to do with those conservative policies, and that's where I get back to the experience the military doesn't tell you what to think. They, they teach you how to think because you always have to be anticipating the next scenario that you go into. And so that's what I intend to do is to bring that uh, experience that I have from across the globe and apply it here in West Virginia. So the military teaches you about the, um, uh, the, the different ways. You need personnel, you need intelligence, you need operations, you need logistics, you need communication. We're back to the communication we started with. And that's what I'm going to apply to whatever the issue that comes up, whether it's the roads and transportation, whether it's DHHR, whether it's the foster kids and the problems that we have there, the opioid crisis. Each one of those, you have to get the experts in the room and get the expertise as to how to deal with these issues. Um, and so I don't, I don't pretend that I have all the answers. God didn't wave a magic wand and said Mac Warner has all the answers to the way to the West Virginia problems. But what He has blessed me with, the people blessed me with, is a great education, great experience, opportunity, and to whom much has been given, much is expected. Here's my chance. This I'm at the top of my career. I don't want to be anything else. I'm not running for this, so that then I can run for the U.S. Senate or some other job, which I think may be the situation for some other candidates. I want to be governor of West Virginia and do everything I can because I love this state, and this is my time to apply all the things God has given me uh, for the good of the people of West Virginia. Mac, uh, at the risk of of opening a a potential trouble spot here, I would assume at some point during the debate somebody is going to ask you 
um, quite likely Hoppy. Are you an election denier? I'm not an election denier. What I am is I solve problems with the 2020 election, and we got to fix those. I think you and I may have even talked about this before. After any military operation, you go back and you do a hot wash. You do an after-action report. You see what worked well and what didn't work well. You can imagine right now Israel is going through that very closely. What did they miss? What can they do to make sure this October 7th doesn't happen again? Well, we need to do that with the uh, with the election. Did drop boxes work for the good or the worst? Did the mail-in ballots work for the better or the worse? Uh, those sorts of things need to be addressed. The automatic voter registration, same-day voter uh, registration, those sorts of issues need to be examined. It may work just fine in some states. It caused problems in other states, and that's what we need to look at. All right, Mac, I have to run on here. i got a little news item that just popped up that I want to have a chance to talk about before I wrap my show up here in two minutes. So thank you for joining us. Uh, I'll be listening tomorrow night. You Sounds can, good. You can listen to what I have to say in the post-debate analysis because I'll be on that team with, <laughs> with Metro News analyzing the debate. So, um, But look forward to uh, hearing what you have to say and the candidates who chose to show up uh, have to say. Uh, we're, in a, we're in a very transitional period of time in West Virginia. Uh, all of our elections, this one, uh, the Senate race is important, Secretary of State's race, the, uh, the uh, Attorney General. Got a lot of things uh, cooking that we need to pay close attention to. So tomorrow night, gubernatorial debate. Um, I wish you well, and uh, we'll talk again. Thanks. Good being with you, Howard. All right. West Virginia Secretary of State. Uh, Mac Warner, one of the gubernatorial, he, he mentioned Sarah, three of us, three of us, th- because Patrick Morris, he said, yeah, I'm not coming. Um, which is going to be uh, kind of uh, kind of interesting. As I said, I will be on the post-debate analysis team for Metro News uh, tomorrow night after the thing happens. Bob, I don't know if you just saw this story across the wires. Norman, no, I did not. Norman Lear just died. You know, he was like 100, wasn't 101. he? 101. Yeah. Norman Lear, uh, All in the Family and all of that, that whole genre of shows uh, just passed away this morning at the age of 101. Uh, let me see if I can get any real quick. All in the family. Sanford's son died Tuesday, 101. Died at his home in Los Angeles. Natural causes. Private service will be held in the coming days. So we may take some time tomorrow. Yeah, to, pretty to, good life. To reflect on him. He was a zillionaire, wasn't he? Uh, he, 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 wasn't, he? He wasn't going to the dollar store unless it was the Rodeo Drive dollar store. This has been a weird show this morning. It's been my fault. I told Bob, he said he didn't see, but I've been kind of out of kilter this morning, just off base. My mind hasn't worked right. So things I wanted to do, we didn't do, but we'll get into, we've got plenty of time tomorrow to talk about it. We'll continue to preview the gubernatorial debate. I'll try and get you to the homeless story in Wheeling uh, and, and more on the construction stuff. And who knows what else is allowed to happen. I do know that uh, the legislative watchdogs are coming up next. Hoppy is in at 10 o'clock and Bob and I together shall return tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock right here for another installment of the Watchdog Morning Show. The blessed babe to find Oh, time 98.1 AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville